0: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin,
1: Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development.
0: The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People.
1: So welcome to another T2 hubcast. <laughs> Me,
0: Martin Johnson. A free Spencer Locker. Spence, how the devil are you, mate? All right, man. It's All Friday. 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 Going holiday tonight. Where are you going? Uh, Carlisle. Um, well, Cumbria, Southern Scotland. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: So, um, a bit of payback. Not so much payback, payback but we'll okay. we will reverse the roles uh, on this right. uh hubcast. Okay. Um I think on the last one, uh, you interviewed me. Yeah. You caught me off guard. Yeah. Which is always good. Um, but we we like those type of discussions where it's not overly scripted or planned. Yeah. And we just see where it goes. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the same to you. I want to pick your brains. I want to interview you, uh, ask you a few questions. Who are you winking at behind me? <laughs> Claire, she's making me a coffee. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <coughs> Spencer Locker. Hey, um, a bit of background
0: to you that mm. I know of. Yeah, uh, you're a Halifax lad. Well, I was born in Halifax, but I was brought up in a a place called Brighouse. Brighouse, know it yeah. well, you used to play rugby there. Yeah, Brighouse and Rastrick uh, so, where, uh, Yeah. So you're so, York, you're
1: a Yorkshireman, West Yorkshireman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You then um, joined the military at an early age, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen yeah. years old. You joined the RAF. I did. Um, we've always had banter about this as <laughs> an, an ex Royal Navy yeah. senior service. Uh, we have the Navy, the Army, and the RAF, and the RAF is almost like the poor younger child. No, the the well, how do well, you well we, we
0: look at we we I well I look at it like the the Navy is the tenured, seasoned, don't take themselves too seriously, but takes the job seriously. Knows when to party, senior service, and the RAF is the cheeky rascal junior service who is still finding its feet. But you know what? It is what it is, and yeah. and we'll take the banter and yeah, in yeah, the incoming. Yeah. Uh, and then the army is the unloved middle child <laughs> who yeah. think that they are the <laughs> yeah, best service, yeah. but you know, yeah. I think they make the most difference yeah. absolutely. But again, that's only banter. Exactly. It's our, we, we, uh, we've got the utmost respect for the army, the uh, the navy, the Royal Marines. Um, the Royal Women's Balloon Corps <laughs> nicely
1: <laughs> rescued for any army folk out there, right? Yeah, yeah. so, um, so you, so you joined the, the <clears throat> RAF, yeah, 16. You have a military career for about 24 four, four years, yeah. so that's a good innings, mate. Yeah. I did five years and got <laughs> out, so you've obviously done the full whack, yeah, you've done 20, 24 years, although. When you're in the RAF making coffee and and smoking fags, it's easy to do 24 <laughs> years, right? So you, you you have a military career. Yes. During the military career, you get an opportunity yeah. to because you was an engineer in yes. the RAF. Yeah, but you I get was. an opportunity yeah. to um, to be involved uh, in in training. Yeah, uh, and then you start do, delivering some training, but mm-hmm. then you get spotted. It's almost an opportunist opportunistic moment where. Somebody's in the right place at the right time, scouting for resistance to interrogation instructors, amongst other things. Amongst yeah, other things, yeah. and, and sort of see you and think, yeah. oh, he he'll be good at this. You get this offer to go and uh, learn how to be a resistance to interrogation instructor. Well, so, to
0: be selected,
1: to be selected, yeah, it's not an automatic phase. thing. You've got to be selected, um, yeah. And then you 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 go through that, and you end up being selected, which yeah. is 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 a great. Uh, thing to do because you almost then start working in a different world you Mm. start working with the special forces you start uh, teaching people how to resist interrogation Mm. should they be captured some real cool stuff Mm. you do that in the military you leave the military um in 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 civilian life you Mm. do a a, a couple of different things yeah you work um uh, your social work you do some social work in south wales with families yeah family mediating yeah etc you move up to hull yeah. Uh you get a job doing more training in a, in, a, in a, from, from an engineering perspective yeah. and then yeah. you join us. So that's I mean there's more to it than that, but yeah. that's sort of a potted history. Yeah. But then of course the opportunity the opportunity comes to work on the show SES Who Dares Wins. Yes. Yeah and SES Who Dares Wins is a hit on channel four, but because of your resistance to interrogation background, yeah. you get the call <laughs> that says do you want to be part of it? Yeah. We need resistance to interrogation instructors, mm. and you've been on the show for four seasons. Yes, which is cool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so whether cool. you've planned it or not, Spence, you've done some cool
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel lucky? Is oh, it right for right much time? So. Oh, very much so. Oh, I would, I would definitely. Uh, it's more luck than judgment. Uh, I, I, on the vast majority of the time, yeah. Um, lots of interesting people influenced me. Lots of uh, lots of uh, very good people gave me opportunities um i was supported people say you make your own look i sort of agree with that to a certain degree i think that um i mean i'm i I don't like blowing my own trumpet um i think that i've i've failed a lot during my life but i've learned from those failures um but one thing that's been a constant in my life or i like to think has been a constant in my life is i've treated people well Mm. Uh, i've i like i'm I tend not to judge people. I mean, obviously, there's certain situations where um, if people have ex- extreme behaviours and things like that, you've got to think to yourself, do I really want that this person in my life and things like that. Um, but um, I've always treated people well. I've always tr- tried to treat people with respect no matter what position they're in. And I think that has influenced some of the luck that I've had, yeah. to be honest with you. Well, if you know... <clears throat> people who like people who genuinely want to be around people. Oh, yeah. That that
1: there's a lot to be said for that. Hmm. And I think, you know, you are I would agree, you know, you don't have to blow your own trumpet, but you are in that category, you know, people want to be around you when you're very good with people. Um and I guess that's probably as well as right place right time. That's probably what's attracted people to work with you and give yeah. you opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you first let, let me see if I can ask a few questions. I know you don't overly talk too much <clears throat> about stuff you can't talk about, Yeah, which, which, is, which is credible, and, yeah. and you've got integrity. But when you first started getting into the resistance to interrogation work and you started doing it on courses with mm. people who are going through courses for yeah. real, mm. and, and just to sort of put it out there, it's not just special forces. It's anybody who is considered operating in a role where they where they could be captured yes yeah. sort of aircraft pilots or whatever it might be yeah there's there's all sorts there's all of sorts of people who come yeah. out but you then put them through a, a training which hopefully simulates an interrogation hmm. and you interrogate them hmm. within the boundaries that you can yeah interrogate but it's all with the aim of building up their resistance should yeah. it happen for real yes so when you <clears throat> first started doing this um you're a very amiable guy. Hmm. You're very peace and harmony. Yeah. And but when you're playing that role as people have seen on the TV, yeah, you completely transition. Yeah. Is it easy for you to just play the role and and separate that it is a a simulation? No. Or is it hard
0: for you? To- it's Very difficult for me. It, it was it, I nearly failed the course. So when when if I can do if I can just yeah. sort of rewind back a little bit. Uh, when I started doing the course, when I was when I was um, I, I started doing the resistance to interrogation course. Again, it's a selection thing. It's not an automatic thing where you apply for it and you get it. You've got to go through a course, and during that course, if you don't meet the criteria, you're off-ski. Mm-hmm. You're gone. You're out the door. Um, it's not an attendance course. It's so it is a very very important part of so you're being um, you're being assessed all yes, the time. Yeah, can sure. this person? Ca- play this role and carry out an interrogation to the stand mm. we need it to be carried very out very much so and, yeah. you know, and and this is the thing is um it's not all screaming and shouting there are uh, th- you would not believe how many different op- uh, uh, options we have for an approach an approach yeah. is when we when we go and speak, speak to somebody in a room so uh, these approaches there are so many different ways we can do this from yeah. mild to wild all the bits and pieces in between and is so, that, and Spence is
1: that about reading the person hmm. so so we've got <clears throat> this type of person in the room we know what ha- what pushes their buttons we know what personality style they've got and, and therefore we're gonna we're going to adopt this approach in the interrogation whereas we've got this this other person in this separate room and they're a completely different person so that won't work with them right. So we've got to adjust is that does a lot of that conversation it's, it's, go on?
0: Yeah, it's it's not up to us. we don't make the call when when we're actually doing the uh, the R2I thing. Um, we've got uh, it's all videoed it's all recorded you uh, you never go in a room with uh, with somebody that's when it's not recorded yeah so for for lawful purposes or legal purposes for um, all the good stuff it's all recorded and it's all observed so you have people watching you do what you do who are who do also do what you do, but are very much experienced, tenured, and, and all this that, and the other. So they're observing this and they're watching this. And what they do is they will they will put together um, a, a, a sort of a strategy, if you like. Uh, but the thing is, the whole point of us doing it is to be able to ex- uh, help people who could be um, could be in, in this situation for real uh, experience a, a myriad of different. Uh, approaches. Mm. So going back to when I was... Sorry, go on. Yeah, so
1: your point being is if all you do is shout and scream at them, then they're going to become resistant to that type of interrogation. But if it happened for real and that wasn't the interrogation, Mm. it was a nicey-nicey try-and-get-you-on-side manipulation type interrogation, then they wouldn't be ready for that. So you've got to... What you're saying is you've got to hit them from all angles. And give them a good experience so they know how to navigate those situations
0: and again it's this is something that uh, uh a few people seem to misunderstand the point is not to break these people mm. it's not the point at all is to take them up to the point where they're almost getting to the point of breaking but not breaking them so let me ask you a question about mindset we do a lot on performance
1: psychology mm. as you know we we it's the essence of what we do, and we're yeah. trying to get all we're trying to do here at T2. And we always reiterate this: we're not trying to, we're not trying to give people like revolutionary moments or completely change them as a person. Mm. It's not about that. No. What we do is we try and get them to realise and identify the person they are. Yeah. But then instead of just operating unconsciously, just bring some things into the conscious. Mm that may serve you well yeah. or 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 make you more productive yeah. or whatever it might be. That's yeah. what we're about. Yeah. So when you've done all these interrogations, you've seen a multitude of people mm. under certain stresses and pressures, et yeah. cetera. Um, from a mindset perspective, is there a, is there a couple of things that when you start engaging with somebody, you know they're going to be strong or you know they've got the right kind of mindset? And what is that? Is it people who, for example who are calm, who are more logical thinkers than emotional thinkers? You know, what, is it not as simple as and binary as that? I mean, yeah. is there anything that you, when you, what you observe from a mindset perspective that puts people in a position where they can resist interrogation, they can remain calm, mm. and they don't crack under the pressure?
0: Right. When, when we start talking about mindsets like that, we're talking about adaptability. Being able to read a situation and act accordingly. Right. Um, is that emotional intelligence? Thing? It is. I, I, Do you it think is it's emotional th- intelligence because, uh, again, all, all the stuff that we talk about here, we talked about when we're doing R2I. So, when we start talking about the brain chemicals, when we start talking about uh, the chimp, when we start talking about fatigue and how it affects you and how it affects your perceptions and things like that, we talked about that when we're doing R2I. So, th- I mean, the morning. What's, what's R2I? R2I, resistance to interrogation. Right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. No. So. Uh, Yeah, so basically the mourning that we do here isn't a million miles away from what we did with resistance to interrogation because there's all these things that we all do, uh, the way we act, the way we react, the way we adapt or don't adapt, um, we all do it and we all know we do it. But when we get in here and we understand why, we start talking about the chimp. We start talking about the human. We start talking about the brain chemicals and and how that affects us. We start talking about adrenaline and and why this adrenaline is kicking off. And and we manipulate those. During the practical phase, we manipulate those chemicals. We manipulate your perception. That's why when you watch it on TV and you see people actually hanging out their arse because <laughs> they're tired, they're on the chin straps for, for want of a better expression. They're tired. They're fatigued. Well, everybody knows that when somebody's tired, oh, somebody's tired because they snap, because they act irrationally, because they act yeah. emotionally and in the moment, because you're tired, because you haven't got the wherewithal to be able to emotionally deal with and that And the same situation. with hunger. Yeah, and which, hunger. Which which is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's before
1: interrogation, why you... Uh, make them have a lack of sleep for a day or two, and you don't feed them. So by the time they reach their interrogation, they're already fatigued physically and mentally.
0: Right, we do feed them and we do give them water. But the thing is, it's a minimal amount. It's just keep them going. And you've got to bear in mind that it's not just a case of not not letting them sleep. It's actually sending them out and getting them ragged up and down a hill, yeah. getting them out and doing something for 24 hours beforehand. They are pushed to the limit. And the reason you do that, Spence, is because in a real life
1: situation, they're good if they're captured, they're gonna be fatigued mm, and yeah. under stress yes, and anxious so. and yeah, malnutritioned yeah, yeah. and all this. Let me just make a link on something and bring it back to um to what we do. You yeah. said something, I asked you a question about what you observed during this extreme process mm. of interrogation around the people who have the strongest mindset versus the ones who don't. And instantly you said adaptability. Yeah. They they have the wherewithal and the emotional intelligence to recognize how to play the situation yeah. rather than just unconsciously responding emotionally to, yeah. the, to to how they feel. Yeah. And you've seen it on the show, the yeah. ones who answer back, the ones who blurt out something without thinking about yeah. it. And you see the ones who, behind their eyes, it's like a clock ticking. Mm. Oh, it's this guy again. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 the lady this time, and she's much softer, so I can maybe strike up a bit of rapport with this yeah. this yeah. person. It's the person who's adapting constantly to what's going on yeah. and buying themselves time. Yeah. And you know, some people say to us in our line of work, Martin, I love all this situational leadership and this social chameleon stuff, and the fact that you've got to know who you are, but slightly adjust to get on with another person. Mm. But isn't that fake? That's the question they always yeah. ask. Is that not fake? Are you not being yourself? And I say, no, it's smart mm. because you've got to realise, the moment you realise that not everybody is the same and you're not like everybody else, no. if you're steaming through life just being you without budging, mm. you're going to be a hit with some people and you're going to get it badly wrong with yeah. others. Whereas if you adapt and more yeah. to build rapport and to
0: collaborate – that's the trick, right? You're establishing credibility because there are pe- fake people out there. You know when they say, "Right, we want you to. Do, uh, what you need to do is you need to adapt and this, that, and the other." You'll know these people out there. What watching this podcast, watching this podcast, mm-hmm. really listening to this podcast will know that um, there are people out there who will do the uh, adaptability, but it will be fake. So you'll spot them. Yeah. But there's other people out there who do it. that You don't realize. Because they're credible. That's the because key. it's it's the credibility. It's that you it's it's not you're not making a conscious decision. I believe this person really means it. It's just there. It is. It's a key thing you've just said there about if you realize,
1: if you think somebody is manipulating or doing it for their personal gain, mm. then they probably are because you've picked it up. Yeah. If you don't realize it. Then they're not, mm. because you shouldn't re- realise yeah. somebody's doing it. Now, let's talk about the dark triad. Okay, yeah. So, so how do you spot between someone who is manipulating versus somebody who is sincere, and they're mm. just adjusting to the opposite style so they can build rapport and, and collaborate? Yeah. Well, there's a thing called in psychology called the dark triad. We yeah. speak about it all the time. We do, yeah. Narcissists, yeah. Machiavelli, ma- yeah. I can't Machiavelli. Yeah. Machiavellian, Machiavellian, yeah. And psychopaths, yeah. And there's a wiring in the brain, there's a lack of empathy, their emotional brain is not wired like others. There's lots of scientific reasons why these people become narcissists, Machiavellians, or psychopaths. Yeah. However, this is the stark difference. In many guises, the dark triad can appear charismatic, mm. can appear to adapt. In mm. fact, they adapt very well. Yeah. Right. They can become the social chameleon. They mm. can enchant and charm. Yeah. And that's how they lure people in to be able to, to then take advantage or yeah. manipulate. And the number one thing there is, is they're doing it for their own personal gain only. Yeah. It's like, I know that if I do this, if I act in a certain way with Spencer, then Mm. I'm going to get what I want. Yeah. And that's what the dark triad do very Mm. well. Whereas socially excellent people and people Mm. who adapt to their environment and their surroundings and slightly adjust are doing it for mutual benefit. Mm. Yeah. Because hopefully it will benefit me, but it will also benefit you yes. and us together, yeah, and yeah. we will collectively drive an outcome mm. or get to a certain point, mm. and that's the difference. Yes, and um, you know, I guess coming back to your point, what you see in people who are going to do well during stress and an interrogation mm. are those who are themselves, but they're willing to adapt slightly, mm. very much to so, build yeah. that rapport, that mutual connection. Yeah. Whereas the ones who get defensive, fail. The ones who fight you get fail. The ones who <clears throat> sit there and say nothing and just withdraw and fail. Yeah, it's the people in the
0: middle ground that mm. buy themselves the time. Is that yeah. right? And and uh, if you if you ever watch the programs and, and and I tell you who's a really good at it. Jay's really good at it. When you Jay, actually Jay's, Jay's, Jay's the, one of the other interrogators, he's the big guy on the show, yeah, yeah. Uh, who sh- he, he, he shouts more than you, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, <sort> of, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what Jay? What Jay's really good at is playing unhinged and unfair. So if that's you if right. you ever watched the um the uh, Moroccan one when we did the Morocco and we, we were pitching people against each other and and he was saying pick somebody why that's right yeah yeah why no I'm not saying why pick somebody and you've got no idea because it's all that the, the, it's all stacked against you no matter what you do it's going to be wrong well this <laughs> is the question
1: i was going to ask you in that sense what is the right thing to do? Because if you don't pick anybody, you've got integrity, and you're not yeah. throwing someone under a bus. Yeah. But if you pick somebody, mm. you're sort of following. You're keeping the interrogator happy. Yeah. But you then you're you're you're
0: throwing your mate under a bus. Yeah. But the interrogator can then manipulate that. So if you pick somebody, it's like, well done, thank you very much. You've got some balls. Or it could be, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You've you've just oh. thrown your guy under the bus. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what you do, you lose. You lose. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, you don't know that. Mm. You don't know because it's you're a fatigued. real, it's a real test of yeah, the mind, isn't oh, very it? Very much so, yeah.
1: Even those people who are doing well, who are second, who are trying to to find the middle ground and adapt and all the rest, of it, even that type of scenario is going to throw your mind because yeah. you're thinking, do I,
0: don't I? Yeah. Ooh. And that's what it's all about because, again, when you sort of sat there on your settee watching it, and you've got your Pringles, and you're going, oh, I'd tell him where well, F off, I would. Oh, I'd do. I'd this, do this I if do, yeah, I yeah. was on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're bearing in mind that they've done 14 days of being run ragged. Uh, and looking over the shoulder, so they're already fatigued before they go out on the final exercise. So, what's the aim of it, Spence? If, if for people out there who are not in the special
1: forces, they're yeah. not aircraft pilots, and they're not going to be captured, yeah, right, yeah. What, what I'm trying to, what I really want to draw out of you in your own mind is. Putting them through that process is mm. designed not to break them, it's mm. designed to build them. Yeah. To build resilience yeah. and character. And yeah. do you know what? In everyday life, in the workplace, in our personal life, we could all do we're building a bit of resilience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything we talk about in challenge and threat yeah. state and social media and how we're fed fake news and threat state triggers left, right, and center. Yeah. What is if there was anything you could pick out of it out of the whole process? Mm that people could maybe take on and listen to? I know this is a really trick question and I'm I'm putting you on the spot, but what would it be? Um, What's the aim of it and what can we take away from it? um,
0: Trying and failing and making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and being a better person for it. Because, again, we've talked about this many, many times. Life seems to be, uh, after post-education, life seems to be about putting people down so that you can get up and it's not helping people up so you can get up we can do we can't collaborate uh, but people will try something and fail and never try it again or maybe they can feel that they're going to fail so they won't try it because failure is seen as a bad thing when actually it's part of learning if you don't make mistakes you don't make anything you either win or you learn yeah mm. so it's taking those lessons and learning from them and going you know what I tried that, it didn't work, I failed. So how can I succeed next time? And theref- How can I build from that? Yeah. Because that's what resilience is. Resilience is basically failing and then coming back stronger. And and therefore building the confidence to, um, like
1: coming back to the podcast we did last mm. time where you was asking me about taking risks. Yeah. And I was going, what's the worst case scenario here, et cetera. <laughs> It's it's then the more you do that, the more you realize it's not a catastrophe. Mm. The world hasn't ended. Yeah, yeah. I got a bit of a shoe in there, or a bit of a bollocking, or you know that yeah. didn't feel too great. Yeah. However, I'm still breathing. Yeah. I'm still pushing forward. Yeah. And we go again. And it, and it's the same in business, isn't mm. it? You know, you have a bad month. So what? Mm. You had two great months the month the the, the the time before. Yeah. Back on the horse and go again. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need to uh, certainly for the generation coming through mm. as well. Our kids we need to put them in that challenge state where they're not afraid to have a go. They're not afraid to try things without the overwhelming fear of consequence
0: or how they're going to look or what this might mean. And we need to to look at that and we need to educate people to when people fail, rather than pointing at them and going, ha-ha, they've failed, or actually go, well done for trying. Even if they don't do that, rather than going,
1: oh, my God, you failed. That means you can't do X. Yeah. Because this is the classic one in education. Mm. Some parents mean well, but they say to their kids, if you don't get your grades, you won't be able to go to university. Yeah. Straight away, the child is in threat state mm. because they're thinking, all of a sudden now, the world is on them grades. Mm. Whereas if you rewind that and say, listen, whatever your grades, mm. you will do your best, and it would mm. be great to have them. But whatever the grades, yeah. you will have a path. Yeah. There will there will be an opportunity to go forward. Challenge it right. Yeah. So it's not coming back to your point. It's not when people fail all about people going ha ha you failed. Mm. Some people do yeah. Kids generally yeah. right yeah. It's also about not overemphasizing or catastrophizing the outcome of failure yeah. Which I think mm. parents, teachers, employers we do all mm. the time. The sales director walks into
0: the room and goes, "We must not miss target this yeah. month." Yeah. Mm. Threat state. So, if I can rewind a little bit cool. to an earlier yeah. question, and you said, "Do you find it easy to do what you do?" Yeah, and I said, "No." Going back to when I was on my course. Interesting fact, by the way. Um, we, when we we're on the course, uh, we we're all in syndicates, and each syndicate had a syndicate leader. And my syndicate leader, the guy who was actually sort of mentoring us through and all that, was the guy who was the umpire. <laughs> On the show, on the show, yeah, oh, was it yeah. really? Yeah. He was, he was my mentor. He was so my... you, so you knew him back. Oh from yeah, your yeah, training. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we going through that training, going through that course. He took me into one room and he basically said, "Look, Spence, I'm not being funny, but that wasn't what we want. Where where we're talking? It was a harsh." Harshing session. Yeah, so you will yeah. think you're pushing yourself to be harsh. Yeah. He's taking you in a room and going, you're nowhere near the level. We, yeah. We need you to up yeah. the game. Yeah. We need you to be more harsh. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't put, and, and it's three strikes and you're out and you've already had two strikes. So basically him giving me a little bit of a pet talk and said, right, you've got to go back in that room and you've got to harsh that fella. You've got to harsh him. Uh, and you've and got harshing to harsh him. just being yeah, aggressive. That's, that's Yeah. It's in yeah, your One face. way conversation. It's, just, yeah, yeah. it's full on. It's, it's, Maximum volume, spike, vicious, the lot, but without physical. Yeah. yeah. So I went in that room, and that was me in a challenge state because I'm like, right, yeah. I've got, to, I'm going to do this because if when I succeed, when I do this, then I'm on the rest of the course, and I'm just so close to finishing the course and, and being the guy. And do you know, once you did it and you yeah. pushed yourself to your
1: max and yeah. you did your first full harsh and experience, yeah, when you came away from that, did you not? F- Did you feel, like, adrenaline and reward, or did you
0: feel uncomfortable? I vomited blood, mate. I was absolutely full on. Yeah, because I was screaming at this guy. I was absolutely 100%, 110% full on in this guy's face for 10 minutes. But did you, once that had settled, did you feel a buzz and a fulfilment, or did you still feel
1: uncomfortable because it wasn't natural to you?
0: No, it took me, yeah, no yeah no yeah no yeah a bit of both no um f- i've got the buzz i right. didn't feel because i'd done it i thought i can do it now I, I i get where where it is i got the psychology i got the fact that you know i have to take myself to a certain place to be able to do that to somebody um i understand it's it has to be done uh, it's not something i i I've, i'm natural at doing um there's other mm. there's other approaches I, I, ex, I excel in. I'm pretty good at. But it's part but, of but, it. But, but, yeah, you've got to at least do the harshing. And, uh, yeah, so I've got the buzz. I know where I've got to be. When I've got to do this, when I've got to put myself in this particular position, I know where I've got to go to be able to produce that in my yeah. head. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, right. Couple of minutes
1: left, Spence. Yes. I've really enjoyed that. I think it's a fascinating <laughs> insight. There's, there's some stuff that's come out in this conversation. We've worked together for two years nearly mm. that I've, we've never spoke about, right? Um, but just sort of finishing off with it with with uh, one or two things that you've picked up along the way that you sort of would want the listeners to take away from this in terms of your journey with, through mm-hmm. working in the forces, resistance to interrogation, et cetera, what would it be? You've talked about failure and embracing it and yeah. going for it and not being
0: afraid yeah. and reframing that. Anything else? It's it's being honest with yourself, credibility, um, being honest with the people around you. That helps resilience uh, because you've got to – when you're honest with yourself, you 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 can actually break your own limitations because you put your people put their own boundaries, put put their own limitations in life. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. I couldn't possibly do that. And then they justify. They justify yes. why they reframe yeah. and justify yeah. rather yeah. than just being honest and saying. That's it. right. Yeah. 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 You know what? If I'm honest, I can give that a go, and I could fail, but at least I've given it a go. At least I've tried. I've put my hardest in, and what's the worst that can happen? And did anybody die? <laughs>
1: Is that the famous <laughs> saying from um,
0: <clears throat> Hangover?
1: It? Hangover? Yeah, here. yeah, Mr. Chow. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer Locker, that was fascinating. Thank you for your time, mate. Thank Thank you. you, It wasn't too uncomfortable for you. And um, hopefully some people, I think some people will take some stuff away from that. So yeah, that'll do us for this Hubcast. And we will be back again, without doubt, with another T2 Hubcast. Thanks, Mine. Thanks, Spence.